Hello listeners, this is Avia Winters, the drama fiend, and today I will be talking about Luca episodes 3 and 4. First off, I want to say thank you for all the love on my podcast. As someone who is not famous or known to anyone, the number of listens means a lot to me. So today I am following my original format for once. I will be talking about the story so far, the characters, interesting moments, or favorite moments, my final thoughts, and or SDQs, which are my speculations, theories, and questions about the show. So first off, the story so far, from what we found out in this episode, in these episodes. So we find out more about G.O. and his DNA, that he's mixed with at least six other types of species, and that's why he's able to have these abilities, one in which is when his hair stands up, when someone threatening is around, like an animal when sensing danger, which is really cool to have. But when he told Grudem that she's the first person that has been around him where his hairs didn't stand up, I burst out laughing. It's sort of like they are forcing some romantic connection with them by saying that, but I don't see romance as a genre on the show. I say that it seems they are forcing romance because they are making them get really close, like during certain scenes like face-to-face, really close up, and the fact that Grudem told Isun that Geo was mine, quote-unquote. The words being chosen is also indicators to a romantic relationship, and hearing him say that she's the first person that he doesn't ha- be on the, like, on the defense around, it sounds like other romance dramas where the male says to the female, like, you're my first kiss, the first person to make me feel something. It's basically a cliche. Or I am misreading it or misinterpreting it as a sibling relationship because there are times that it feels that way, but then the dialogue gets weird, like I mentioned before. Remember, this is all my opinion, though. I do think there's a slight chance that they could be related, too, and I'll say that during my SCQs, my speculations, theories, and questions. G.O. also had a friend, that friend from episode one, Wan E, who was not a good friend. He used him and bullied him. Wan E forced him to break into places and shock people to steal from them, all while G.O. was reluctant to do any of that to people. And when he sold him out, I kind of wasn't surprised. He was only using him anyway, even before he got threatened by beautiful brown-eyed Isun. So yeah, I'm not shocked by it. We all knew that he was no good in the first place. When I saw that flashback and you could just see Wani just pushing him to do things. I was just like, oh my god, he is not a friend. He doesn't need to be around him. I was actually hoping that he had one good friend, but I guess Gurum is the only person that he can trust, unfortunately. Also, due to the repeated events happening to Gio, he's remembering a lot of things that happened to him in the past. Also, due to the repeated events happening to Gio, he's remembering a lot of things that happened to him in the past, yet couldn't do much about it because he was young. He was tested on kidnapped, lied to, and more, so the adult version of him is remembering everything that happened in the past. And it also confirms that he might have actually killed Gudem's dad, at least from what I've seen. So does that mean that Gudem's mom is still alive? Because as far as we know, that man had her who works in the facility, who's the underling of the cult lady. Also next, we're going to talk about the characters. Gudem's dad helped run tests on G.O. Gudem's dad didn't like the pain the kid was going through and stole him from the lab, but he was threatened after to return the kid. And, you know, threatened that he that his wife was going to be killed if he didn't return the kid. Also, Grudem's conversation with the professor, um, we learned a lot about what Luca actually stands for, and that G.O. was born as a special human, which we knew in the beginning when the crazy woman dropped the infant and he didn't die, he just used his powers as an infant. But all that information was so much to receive 
especially her, she had two talks with the professor, one explaining about genetics and what kind of DNA he had in him. And the second one was about what Lucas stands for. And um, it basically has to do with your DNA. And also we learned that he's mixed with six different species, like I said earlier. So all of this information was really good to have, especially after the professor ran tests on Geo. So we know a lot more than we did in the first two episodes. So, you know, this is progress and I'm liking it. Thank goodness they're not dragging it out. But, you know, there's only up 12 episodes. The man in charge, the underling of the cult lady, I don't remember his name. He's not giving Isun the full story about Geo or anything that he's doing. He's just a hitman who is a slave to the job because he needs injections once every two weeks. Which I swear last two episodes they said he needs one once every two hours. But I don't know. I was bugging out. Um, which is sad though. It makes him and all of them who works for that dodgy company a slave to them. And they purposely did that. Yuna though, she confirms my suspicions that Isun doesn't know what is going on. She doesn't even know either, but they are tied down because they need these injections, like I said, to keep their limbs functioning for more than a couple of weeks. And we find out more about Yuna and Isun's background. They were tricked into joining this organization by making them responsible for deaths of others or severely injuring people so that they'd have no choice to join since they were facing charges against them. And also, Yuna lost a uh, leg and um, Isun was going to jail for life or for many years for killing seven people, nine people. And they can't run away because they need these injections. But also the fact that this man, the underling to the cult lady, I will remember his name next time, is promising things that Dr. Ru cannot do. Proves that he's just using Isun, Yuna, and that other kid to please his boss. The cult lady is his boss. They can get rid of Isun and find someone else just as easily because that's how sneaky they are. And they plotting. They be plotting. I hope Yuna and Isun and the kid turn on them soon. I'd like to see the four of them fighting against the organization, against like new um, superhumans. That'd be really cool to see them all together. Hopefully there's a season two because I want to see them all fighting together instead of killing each other. Gio also appeared to have named himself when he made it to the orphanage. That whole scene when the nun was praying and she kept calling Gio the devil frustrated me. Gio was right when he was saying that since she labeled him the devil, everyone else, including himself, believed it. I don't fault Gio for starting a fire because he was so young. He didn't even know his own powers or his feelings that was connected to his powers. He didn't ask to have these powers. What he needed was someone to trust and rely on, but he was lied to and used so he stopped trusting people and he would rather be alone. I mentioned this last time on my podcast. Next is my interesting or favorite moments. I love how Isun was just looking at Gudem the whole time when he was fighting against her. Like she's just a small nuisance. She tried so hard to fight, but sh- but he's not like someone you can go up against as a normal human. He's a superhuman, sort of. She couldn't do damage to him. And it seemed like, why didn't she just stop? She hit him with so many things and Isun ate it all like it was nothing. Only thing that seems to have an impact on him is electricity. Like when he was hit with the taser. But of course, that wasn't enough power. It has to have more like Geo's power. The fight between Isun and Geo again when they fell off the building scared me mostly due to the way the camera was positioned. I didn't know what floor they were on. Isun keeps losing to Geo, and I, I think he should just join him because he can't beat him. The relationship though between Gudem and her team leader is really cute. I hope he's not the snake or the one who implanted the chip because he was the one who gave her the phone. But I really hope he's not like a bad guy. He seems to be playing like really good people but doing bad things due to being threatened so hopefully that's just the case here hopefully that's not the case here hopefully he's just a good person 
So the cinematography when Gio was in the church, the light from the outside was on his face. I really liked that. I thought that was nice. I took a screenshot with my phone because Vicky doesn't allow screenshots. Or another part was when Gudem left the parking lot and then we see the camera pan to show Isun in the van following her. I really loved that shot for some strange reason. I didn't know what they were doing and then I realized that, oh look, it's them in the van. Also, last thing before we move on to final thoughts and STQs, that OST is so good. There's one song that they keep playing like towards the end is really good. Now my final thoughts or STQs, which are speculations, theories, and or questions. First question is, who put the tracker in Gudem's phone? It was probably her team leader because he's the closest one to her and he handed her the phone, like I said earlier. But what if it's not? I'm theorizing, like I said before in my last podcast about Luca, Isun will start to work with Gio. And no, I don't think he's dead. I think he got out before it exploded. K-dramas tend to just show us the explosion part and in the next episode he's getting out. So uh, yeah, I think he's fine. All four of them, the young kid, Yuna, Isun, and Gio, probably have the same exact story of being framed. We don't know Gio's full story yet. Also, I was thinking that the fire might have not been his doing because this man, the underling of the cult lady, might have influenced Gio in some way to react. But Gio did say he remembered being responsible for the fire at the orphanage. But I truly think that there's a small possibility that his memory's a little effed up at that time and he's felt like he's being blamed and it was actually the cult lady's underlink. But probably not, I'm just hoping. I don't think he's a murderer. Other than the people he already murdered, that we know he murdered. <laughs> so here's my speculations on why Gudem and Gio might be related. Because the mom could have been one of the girls that the cult lady forced to get pregnant, but couldn't do anything about it. Gudem's dad like possibly fell for the mom, but couldn't do anything to help the kid, and which is why he was so affected by all the tests run on him because he felt a special connection to this kid. And that's what I was thinking. And that is it for my SDQs. Overall, though, I am invested in Gio's story. I want him to unlock more of his memory about his birth mom and who the heck that was in the beginning, which could be anyone as of right now, or at least the cult lady because she is the only older woman we saw except the nun. I do want to know who killed Gudem's parents or what happened to the mom, which also could be the cult lady. <laughs> she's like the answer to everything because we don't know much about her and she's older. So um, I'm not sure since we just haven't been introduced to any other older enough woman to have had kids who might be in their 30s now or late 20s. But also I want to know about Isun because he's my favorite character. And will he and Yuna and also that other kid change their minds and go against their corporation since we found out that they keep lying to them and keeping them shackled to this organization? So we'll find out more in four days though. But until now, it's been Avia Winters. These are my opinions. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are in this massive, massive world. Stay safe out there, everyone. Laters.